to the Apostle Frederick Kaluluma podcast channel. Apostle Frederick is the senior pastor of the City of the Lord Church, and he has been anointed by God with a message that will take you deeper in your walk with Christ. We have the mission to bring hope to the hopeless, and we seek to build a community of believers founded on faith and walking in love until the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, if you would like to officially join the City of the Lord Church and get access to pastoral care, counsel, and one-on-one sessions with the man of God, fill in the form in the link below the podcast description. Now, here comes today's powerful word. It is your word. So grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the City of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed. Have we started? Oh, okay, we started. So it's time for me now to just be a bit more presentable and to change my accent. Hi, guys. <laughs> good morning, good morning. I'm so excited to be live with you here today, the 22nd of January, 2023. Give your neighbor a virtual high five. And for those who've, um, who are watching in your homes together with somebody, come on, why don't you just slap their hand? I said their hand. <laughs> slap your hands together and let's call that a high five i'm so excited uh to share the word of god with you so this is that part where you start tagging people and calling out their names and telling them hey boy it's lit it's happening it's fiery and all that kind of stuff so i'm gonna start with um i always like to say something funny now you see the first person who i ever tell who I ever heard tell a dry joke or should i say a dad joke was my dad yeah it was the first person that i heard and there's one that he always used to tell me it's not the one i'm saying today i'm just mentioning it he would always tell me saying um like when i say i'm tired he would respond i'm tubed (laughs) but that's here today's okay what did Zechariah, this one you need to know the Bible. What did Zechariah do when he and Elizabeth had disagreements? The question is, what did Zechariah do when he and Elizabeth had disagreements? He gave the silent treatment. <laughs> <laughs> So now the past two weeks, um, I've been teaching on the three realms of doctrine. And the first realm of doctrine that we introduced ourselves to um, was foundational doctrine. And the second one was doctrine for ministry. And now I want to just make a statement about doctrine before I go to the third one. Um, There's a point that really... Uh, gets me thinking and it's on ministerial doctrine so i just want you to hear this and meditate on it as we go to the third one which is a culmination of both second timothy chapter four from verse one so it says i charge you therefore 
before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who would judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. Verse 3. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up, they will heap up for themselves teachers. They will turn their ears from the truth and be turned aside to fables. Be you watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. To fulfill your ministry on earth, you have to learn to preach the word of God in and out of season. Meaning there are certain seasons when certain messages are not very popular. For example, during the period when the COVID pandemic was at its peak, how many people were actually still preaching the message of healing? Or did they tune it a little? Um, have you ever had an experience where maybe somebody mocks you because of what you believe? Where I remember somebody tell it, saying, people are saying, I'm the only Virgin Mary left in Lusaka. Well, what would you rather be called? The only Jezebel or the only Beelzebub? Meaning there are, there are moments where the doctrine of God is unpopular among men and sometimes even among believers. And people heap up for themselves teachers who tell them what they want to hear. I remember I was teaching at um, Ridgeway Campus and we were having Dominion Night there. And I said a point. It wasn't even a strong one. Like I hadn't even gone in depth. And I said, you need to live a holy life. Holiness is very important. Four people stood up and walked out immediately. It wasn't resonating with what they wanted to hear. So that's something that's very important. And that's why even when uh, it comes to being under someone, don't be around people who just pamper you all the time. It's very important to be around people who can tell you the truth as it is, even if it means disagreeing with you. Someone must love your destiny so much that they do not delight in evil, but delight in truth, because that's how love functions. The third realm of doctrine is what we're going to call, and everything is revelatory, but for this one we'll call it revelatory doctrine. Now I want you to hear the definition, or we can call it progressive doctrine. Now this is the ever-progressive knowledge of who Christ is, and in turn, that leads to progressive knowledge of who you are in Christ, and this leads to dominion. Let me just show you from the scriptures. When you go to the book of Matthew, and over there in chapter number 16, from verse 16, we see something quite interesting. Uh, Jesus had asked, who do men say I am? That's earlier. And the people had all sorts of uh, revelations of him that were limited. They were not reaching the actual, the actual part. And then Jesus said, what about you? Who do you say I am? And Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Now Jesus responded something. He said, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you. That means you've gotten a revelation and it's not come from flesh and blood. Who did it come from? And it says, but my father who is in heaven. 
And also I say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. The ever-progressive knowledge of Jesus leads to you knowing your identity, because as he is in heaven, so are we here on earth. So the more you know who he is, the more you know who you are. Imagine you're brought up in a family, right? And let's say you're brought up in a family of a wealthy man. Day one of your life, guess what? You really don't care how much wealth your father has. All you care about is the amount of milk you can drink from your mother's, um, from the breasts of your mother, which perhaps is not unique to her wealth. Because whether you are born in wealth or not, um, unless there's a challenge, the breasts will produce milk. And perhaps that's the case for some time. Then maybe as you're six, maybe, maybe the difference will be perhaps you've got access to clothes that maybe other people don't have and maybe certain equipment in the house that other people don't. But you're a baby, so you don't really know. Perhaps you don't even care. But have you noticed that the more you grow in age and then you begin to realize what your father owns, the more opportunities for you to explore those things. So it means now, and, and you know, children have got such faith. Have you ever spoken to a child and you ask them a question and you say, um, do you have a car? And they answer you and say, yes, we do. Or they say, do you have a TV? And they won't say, uh, my father has a TV. No, they'll say, yes, we have a TV. Why? Because they are aware that what is their father's is theirs. Meaning the more they grow in knowledge, progressive knowledge of what their father owns. Imagine one day he then comes and says, okay, I've also got that piece of land and 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 I want you to come with me. And he introduces and says, this is my son. When he brings instructions, hear them. It means you're progressively knowing what your father owns and in turn, you're also knowing what you have access to. And that's something that is needed for believers to progressively grow in the knowledge of God, which also causes us to grow in the knowledge of who we are in Christ. Now, um, Hebrews 6 and verse 1 says, Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation, and he begins to mention the foundation of doctrines such as repentance from dead works, faith towards God, baptisms, laying on of hands, eternal judgment, and resurrected from the dead. That shows you that when we do well in the areas of foundational doctrine, and we do well in the areas of ministerial doctrine, which I talked about earlier, God then gives us opportunities to come up hither and advance further to perfection. But you see, you're not going to go to grade 8 if you don't write your grade 7 exam. And you won't go to university if you don't write your grade 12. You won't go to university if you don't have your O-level and, and stuff like that. So it's very important that you understand the foundation of things, but also knowing that they are just the start point. They are not the end. You know, being born again was never meant to be the end. It was meant to be the beginning. When Jesus is speaking to Nicodemus, he tells him that unless a man is born of water and the kingdom, he will not enter the he of water and the spirit. He will not enter the kingdom. Meaning, the being born again in itself was the entrance. It's the introduction to a certain life. Hey, 
And that's why there must be a constant growth in revelation. Ephesians chapter 1, and we're going to read from verse 16. And this is the prayer that Paul prayed for the church. That's why I love to quote an apostolic prayer. He says, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the, of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. So meaning they are riches of glory that are yours, that you don't know yet. And it's only by the spirit of wisdom and revelation that you can know them. Um, you know, uh, there are certain things that perhaps your mobile phone can do that you don't know yet. Because the person who designed it hasn't just explained it properly to you. How come two people can have the same camera, but one can do something with it that another person can't? Two people can have the same car, but don't know how to do it, don't know how to use it. And that's where the Spirit of God comes in. He comes to show you the exactness of what you've gotten in Christ, the riches of what you've really gotten in Christ. And it says, And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places? far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this age but in also that which is to come praise god praise the lord ladies and gentlemen there is revelatory knowledge that god wants you to have it requires for you to take time in study in meditation and also for you to have this constant hunger for him. Psalms 42 verse 7 says, Deep cause unto deep. At the noise of your waterfalls, all your waves and billows have gone over me. I remember what we are told about the Holy Spirit in 1 Corinthians 2. When you read uh, from verse uh, 10, 11, 9, 10, 11, and 12, when we're told, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, neither has it entered into the mind of a man what God has prepared for his people. But God has revealed these things by his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. There are deep things of God. You know what leads to people not growing in revelatory knowledge? People like to settle. Here's what I mean. Here they are, they find the Red Sea, right? God has already presented something very miraculous for them in Egypt. They find the Red Sea, and the Red Sea is too big for them. They're saying, were well, there no graves in Egypt? Fine. You get past the Red Sea, and you want to pitch a tent by the Red Sea and become Red Sea Ministries. Then when somebody else who went beyond comes back and tells you, ah, there is also manna this side, you're like, come on, that is nonsense. It's not possible. Why? Because for you, you've limited yourself to the Red Sea not the manna. Another person goes past the manna and finds the quail. <laughs> Another person goes past the quail and finds the water from the rock. Another person finds the promised land. What am I trying to say? The Bible tells us that blessed is a man whose, whose strength is in you, whose heart is set on a pilgrimage. Each one goes, they go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. They, we're not supposed to appear before God having gone from strength to weakness. No, come on. We can go from strength to strength, from knowledge to knowledge, from faith to faith, from glory to glory. Let us fully explore everything that God has given for us to function with here on earth. 
By the time we reach in heaven, we should be done with everything God gave us to function with here. And that takes a certain hunger. It also takes um, a certain acceptance that the deeper you go in the things of God, the more unpopular you may become, the more strange you may become. Some things of God are strange. There are certain things of God that are strange. That's why we don't teach certain things as foundational doctrine, but we grow into them. But there are certain things of God which are strange. There are some things of God which you can't explain. There are certain things which, remember the Apostle Paul saying he went to the, uh, in Second Corinthians, should be 14, when he says he went to the third heaven and he heard things that couldn't even be expressed on earth. Because there are certain things in the heavens that don't have earthly parallels. But we start from somewhere. Don't you remember Jesus speaking to Nicodemus and he says, I'm telling you of earthly things. And look, you're not even believing. How much more if I tell you of heavenly? Because there are some heavenly things that don't have earthly parallels. Someone would say, how then can we keep away from heresy? It's your foundational doctrines. It's your relationship with the spirit. It's your relationship with your teachers. But as you're doing so, you maintain this deep, deep hunger to continue to go after him. And to say, I'm chasing you with all I have. And you know, the God, what, God, what the word of God does, it captivates you. The spirit of God is the most captivating, captivating person. And it draws you towards wanting to know more of Jesus. You can sense that even right now as I'm teaching, there's a fire burning in me. Everything in you just wants to have more. Perhaps it's time for you to start having more sessions where you just get on your knees and say, God, I'm here to know you more. I've come with a book and pen. I've come with my Bible. I'm just here to know you more. Praise God. Now let's look at um, 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18 from the Amplified. The Bible says, And all of us, as with unveiled face, because we continue to behold in the word of God as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are constantly being transfigured into his own image in ever-increasing splendor and from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Praise God. Praise God. I want you to say after me in your homes, say in the name of Jesus, mysteries are mine. Mysteries are mine. Now, I want us just to look at one more verse before we um, conclude. Matthew 13, verse 16 and 17. Praise God. I can sense his presence right now. It says, But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For assuredly I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desire to see what you see and did not see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. Praise God. Praise him one more time. I want us to look at one more text. Um, let me just go to it. I want us to look at, actually just a bit earlier, Matthew 13 verse 11. And this is your text for the day. Just a bit earlier. 
And he answered, Because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. It's been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom. What are you doing with it? I pray you've been blessed by this message. Just tell other people about it. Make sure they come back and listen and watch it. For this message has been given so that you can grow further and further in your walk with God. God bless you. Oh, wow. What a service. I have been so blessed and I know you have been too. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can reach the City of the Lord Church on 0 If you are unable to call, you can email us on thecityofthelordzambia at gmail.com or reach us on Facebook at the City of the Lord Church. Stay blessed.